Hello family, welcome to our Friday service. We normally don't have uh, Friday services. We haven't had one for quite some time now. But uh, I thought we should have one. Um, and I think we'll do so uh, much more occasionally now. But I wanted us to have one so that we can uh, consummate uh, the accord week uh, with the word of God and just to bless God's people. I trust that you had a wonderful time during this time, especially uh, with the supplications and prayers directed uh, at the instructions that I had given. Uh, so uh, let's not waste any uh, time and get into uh, the Word of God. If you can turn to Romans chapter 8, please. I don't worry, we're not touching uh, last Sunday's message now. That will leave for Sunday. I hope it blessed you um, because it is, it is the Word of God. Hallelujah. Um, Romans chapter 8, verse 26. For the last month or so, the scripture has been so strong in my spirit and I've been meditating and looking uh, at the communication of the spirit in this scripture and I, I think I should share some thoughts with God's people uh, regarding it. You know, human beings are, <laughs> I don't want to say that, but we, we can be naive at times because we can look at what we've done, what we have accomplished and, you know, get a sense of pompous feeling that is really empty. You know, the Bible says that that no man should glory and no flesh should glory. Uh, no man should glory in his flesh that there's a certain way in which God works. So that when it comes to your life and to the end of your life, all credit will go to him. Ask Abraham. He had everything but a son. He couldn't get a son at all until God helped him. So there are many things in life that require the help of God. There are many things in life that require the help of the Creator. The same way that there's a large portion of a child's development life that is, that is dependent on their parents. And a large percentage of who we become is defined by how much nourishment, how much help, how much support we've received from these uh, uh, beings that were responsible for us. And there's a scripture in Psalm 27 where David said, when my mother and father forsake me, he says, the Lord will take care of me. And in other words, when, when those who are responsible for your care, either uh, through the abandonment of their responsibility or 
unforeseen circumstances where they are removed from life he said god will become your father and he will become your mother and that is very telling and that is very profound because it lets us know that we can depend on god we can rely on god and we can like a uh, like a like a a calf you know seeking sucklings from their mother we can depend on god god is dependable he's he he is the most dependable person in the whole universe he is the most trustworthy person in the universe and many of us don't know how to depend on god we don't know how you know uh, in proverbs chapter 3 the bible says to to trust in the lord with all your heart not to lean on your own understanding right but to trust to in other words to relegate and abandon yourself to to the capability of god and to the to the integrity of god to take care of you and it says to trust in the lord with all your heart with all your heart that means every every part of you needs to trust god and not to lean on your devices on your own understanding on your own faculties but to rely on him and he says in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths and this is this is something that i find very difficult in our generation very difficult in our world to trust god yet this is the one thing that we must do if we are to have any guarantees of a better and a greater outcome in life because irrespective of how successful a man is there are many areas in his life that if he does not receive help from god he is doomed because being rich does not compensate for all other areas in your life or having resources or having connection it does not compensate for your need for god it does not substitute it and at the core the human person needs god more than he ever realizes but i'm so glad that god through jesus christ has extended his 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 willingness his desire to help by telling us that god god one of his names one of his names is is helper is helper he is the helper so god wants to help you God wants to help you take your life to the next level. God wants to help you to build a family. God wants to help you to run a business. God wants to help you in your career. God wants to help you reach your destiny. God wants to help you fulfill your calling. God wants to help you fulfill his will in your life. He wants to help you. And I hope this message finds you well and it resounds deeply within your spirit because I'm pretty sure that some of you right now where you are you feel helpless about the things you are going through you feel helpless about raising your child you feel helpless because you feel like there's nobody in this life that understands you enough to lend out a helping hand but there is God There is God and he wants to help you he is your helper he is your helper and you need to acknowledge him as a helper what is a helper a helper is an aid 
in a sister is extra strength, is extra wisdom, is extra ability. A helper, a helper compliments. A helper, a helper fills in the gaps. And God is there to do just that. And the Spirit of God desires to help us. And that's why we should never run away from God. We should never, ever run away from God. No matter how bad things get, no matter how hard things get, no matter how much wrong we do. Because I don't, I don't think that this is talked about a lot. No matter how, how, how much wrong we do, we should never run away from God. Your wrongs give you no rights to desert and run away from God. In fact, your wrongs, your weaknesses, your mistakes, your errors are proof of your need for God. And the lie that you've been told, listen, God, God, God Almighty has a bigger heart than you think. He has a bigger heart than you think. And you don't scare him. Now I feel like I'm talking to someone. You, you don't scare him. Your mess doesn't scare him. He specializes in messes, in chaos, in fixing darkness. That, that's his job, the Bible says. And the world were framed, catatizo, framed, repaired. He, he, he specializes in reparations. He specializes in restoring. He specializes in all that. He, he, it is what he does best. The worlds were framed. They were, they, they, were, they, were, they were broken. They were destroyed. And God, by his word, framed it. And I want you to know that God knows that he is responsible for you. Yes, you may have the looks of your mother, but you have the life, you have the essence of God in you. And as much as your mother and your father may feel responsible for you, God feels exactly, if not more, infinitely more responsible for you. And the day I realized this, the day I knew that I do not need to hide from God. I do not need to hide parts of myself from Him. Because the parts that I'm hiding are the parts where I need His help. <laughs> I need His help. And we do. Hallelujah. So, how, Pastor, can I receive help from God? How? Well, I want to tell you this evening. I want to tell you how you can receive help from the Lord. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Likewise, the Spirit, the Spirit also helps. The Spirit also helps. Do you see that? Do, do, do you see that? That means the Spirit also helps. The Spirit also helps. That means we have more than one help in the Godhead. Jesus said, I will send another helper. Jesus is our first help. The Spirit is another helper. There is no reason for your life to amount to nothing, to amount to failure. Not with Jesus. Not with the Spirit. And the Bible says, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. You see, He helps in our weaknesses. He helps in our weaknesses. Number one, this speaks more about what God's mind and God's attitude toward you than actually about your weaknesses because the fact that he, he, he helps also in our weaknesses recognizes that we do have weaknesses. Now, it's, it's, it's paradoxical because at the same time, we have his spirit in us, living in us. And it seems like the spirit has made accommodations for our weaknesses and he recognizes our weaknesses. He didn't say our weakness, he says our weaknesses. So there's a recognition that God has about your weaknesses. And they don't scare him because he wants to help you in them. The very thing that's keeping you from going to God. God said, I want to help you with it. I want to help you with your infirmities. I want to help you with your limitations. Because the, the word there implies not only physical weakness, physical limitations or frailty, but limitations. And he says the spirit, the spirit likewise helps us. And the word helps us is, is the Greek word sunanti lambano. It is, it, is, it is a composition of two words, sun and lambano. Sun meaning together. Lambano means to take again something. So when you bring it together, the word help actually in the Greek means to, to, to take, it says to, to come into a partnership, to take together, to stand together against something. So the spirit is not against you. He is with you against your weaknesses. He is with you against your limitations. So he says, he likewise, the spirit, sunanti, Sunanti Lambano. He lays a hole together with you. He strives together with you. God wants you to know tonight you are not alone. You have never been alone. 
You've thought yourself to be alone. You've been naive enough to think that you're alone. Do you think God will leave you alone in this harsh world, in this sin-infested darkness, evil-infested world? No, he helps you. He he helps you. He comes and stands by your side and says, "Come, let's go." Your weakness is he says, "Come, let's face them." Let's face them. Let's face listen. What would make you think that now you can overcome sin? You can overcome life without God. When you could not without him. So he says, likewise, the spirit helps. He helps us. He helps me. Not going to, he does it. That's his job. That's his ministry. Imagine the the ministry of the spirit of God is to help me. To help me overcome, to help me succeed, to help me win, to help me with my faults. To help me with my failures, to help me with my weaknesses, to help me with my sins, to help me with my shortcomings, to help me with with my limitations, to help me with my life. To the Spirit is there to help me with my family, to help me with my marriage. The Spirit is there to help me. He's there to help me. That means I don't have to face life. I don't have to do life without help. He's my help. The spirit, man's greatest asset. The spirit, man's greatest resource. The spirit, man's greatest friend. The spirit, man's greatest helper. The spirit of God. Look at Jesus, unwilling to move, to preach, to heal, to pray, to perform, without the spirit so integral to who he was as a person to who he still is as god to the point where he said every every blasphemy against god will be forgiven but that of the spirit will not be forgiven not only in this life but in the life to come the spirit the spirit because if i cast out devils by the finger of god then the kingdom of god is near you the spirit the spirit of god he he's there to to help you receive joy from the wells of salvation he's there he's there to make you live righteous he's there to make you live right he's there to make you do right to help you to help you the spirit the spirit we we have a helper we have a helper this is likewise the spirit also helps helps he helps isunanti lambanos he lays hold together with me against my weaknesses so the spirit of god is not against you he's not your enemy no he's not your enemy he's your helper hallelujah he's your helper for hasakila this is this is You know 
I said to the Lord the other, the other time, you know, Lord, Anna focused the majority of my ministry, which I have, you know, which I have done to the best of my ability throughout the years, focused on, on teaching and ministering God's word and not on personal opinions and so forth. And I was saying that to the Lord, I was like, help me, help me. And then God said, beyond the word you preach is a story I want to tell about your life. And I knew that our, our stories are so important, are so important to the people who listen to us, our stories with God, our stories with life, our struggles in life, our challenges and how we overcome are so integral. And, and I, I developed a great appreciation with the story that God was building and telling with my own life. And I'll tell you one thing, if there's one thing that has transformed and altered the fabric of who I am as a person was the acknowledgement of the Spirit of God and my helplessness without Him. Because I know, I know that everything I am today, and I'm not saying this as a preaching statement, but as a fact, as a reality, that everything I am today, everything I can do, everything I've been able to do and accomplish in life could not have been without the Spirit. Because if you strip that away, I am nothing. I am nothing. And I've learned to be comfortable with being nothing without the spirit. I've learned it. I've learned it. To, uh, I've learned it. It's something that I've accepted. And it's something that I'm, I'm very much aware that, that should I get to a point in my life where I cease to acknowledge the spirit's help, the spirit's presence and my dependency on him, my life would amount to nothing. So if there's anything I'm proud of in my life is learning to acknowledge the Spirit and learning to receive help from Him. Because when, when I'm down, when I'm discouraged, is the Spirit of God that comforts me, is the Spirit of God that encourages me, is that still small voice that always tells me, don't give up, son. Don't give up. When I say, Lord, it's hard, I can't. Son, don't give up. Don't give up. And I've learned the preciousness of my tears. And that's why my tears, my tears, the most of my tears belong to the Spirit. He's the only one that knows me as I am. He's the only one that knows the deepest parts the deepest places about me. He's the only one and he still accepts me. He still loves me like I've done nothing wrong. And many times I'd feel like I've disappointed him or let him down and the Spirit of God would say, come on, let's go. 
Come on, let's go. And I was saying to the Lord, yes, the other time, in complaining and I was crying and I was saying, Lord, nobody knows how hard I work. Nobody knows how, how hard I work. Nobody knows, Lord, the work I put in, my ministry, my life, nobody knows. And the Spirit of God said, son, I know. He said, son, I know. And that was enough for me. That's why I get the kicks, the fuel from my life. He is my motivation. I don't need any external motivation to do what I do. The Spirit of God is my motivator. You know, in, in, in the line of work we do preaching, it gets so hard sometimes. You feel so unappreciated. You feel so used at times. You feel so worn out. You feel tired. You, you feel like you can't go on. And at those moments, the Spirit of God just comes and it refreshes you with simple words. I've never had problems with self-belief because when I discovered the Spirit of God, He always told me He believed in me and that for me was enough. I don't care who, 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 who don't believe in me, the Spirit of God believes in me. And if he believes in me, then that's all I need. That's the fuel I need to take one step, two steps, three steps on my journey to becoming who God wants me to be. Yes. If you ever ask me what is my greatest testimony, it, it, is, it is coming to know the Holy Spirit outside the bounds of religion, in the depths of communion and fellowship. And this person, the extension of the Godhead to us, the one who brings reality to God, reality to Jesus in us, once a closeness with you, unparalleled and unmatched. I talk more in, in, in my days, in my waking days with the Spirit of God than I do with any human being. Because in every single one of us, there's a yearning to find someone who truly understands you and who will accept you without judging you. That you can sit down and tell you and tell your deepest secrets and he will not judge you or look at you any other way. That is the Spirit of God. And he says, he helps us. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you the secret. I'll tell you the secret to meeting him, to finding him, and to locating the office of his help. It's right there. He says, likewise the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. 
This is so powerful. He says, he helps in our weaknesses because we do not know. He helps in our limitations because we do not know. You, you, you see, you see, the one who knows can't be helped. The one who thinks he knows cannot be helped. Why did God help Ezekiel when he asked him, Son of man, can these dry bones live? If it was some faith, faith, charismatic Christian, he'll be like, Lord, let's do it now. And Ezekiel said, Lord, only you know. And he was helped. Because if you know, you can't receive help. He said he helps because we do not know. We do not know. We do not know how to run this family. I do not know how to be a husband. I do not know how to be a great preacher. I do not know how to be a great man of God. I do not know. I do not know. I do not know. So he helps me. But if I do know, he can't help me. The areas in which you know too much, you will not be helped. Because that's the areas of pride. Remember, knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. It is weakness that attracts the spirit. Maybe you don't know this, but I will tell you tonight. It is weakness. It is vulnerability that attacks the spirit. If you are vulnerable, the spirit is attracted to you. The spirit wants you. The spirit of God desires you. Because that's where he shows forth his perfections. That's where he shows forth his glories. He said, in your weakness is my strength perfected. Is my power perfected. So I would rather you be weak than strong. Because we can occupy the same platform. Because we can feel the same platform. Yeah. Weakness. He's saying, Lord, I'm limited. Lord, I'm under-resourced. Lord, I don't know enough. Help me. Help me. Help me. I'm, I need you. I'm overwhelmed. Help me. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me. For we do not know. He helps us in our weaknesses because we do not know. We do not know how to pray. We do not know how to, to raise a family. We do not know how we ought to run a business. We do not know how to build a career as we ought. Because there's the ought of life. There's the ought of fathering. There's the ought of husbandry. There's the ought of being a wife. There's the ought of being a minister of the gospel. There's the ought that the right, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know. Only the spirit knows. Problem is, you think you know too much. You know, every day I look at my son and I look at the spirit and I say, help me. I say, help me. Because even my father didn't father me the way I needed to be fathered. Right? Because to provide bread, to provide shelter, 
it's not all there is for fathering. But I don't blame him. He did not know. Because the ought comes from the spirit. The ought. So any person who is doing it right, he has gotten the template from the spirit of God. Because you can't do it right without the spirit. You can't do it right without the spirit. That's why he helps. Because we do not know. In, in, in this respect, he uses prayer as the object. But you can feel in there whatever aspect of life in, uh, uh, that, that, that ministers to you, that is speaking to you. You do not know. You do not know. So the Spirit comes and helps because we do not know. And here he says, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself. You know, the Bible doesn't say the Spirit himself makes prayers. He says, but the Spirit himself, he doesn't say praise. He says, makes intercession. The Spirit Himself makes intercession. You know what intercession means? It means to stand for another. It means to do business for another. This is powerful because He doesn't say He does it with you. He does it for you. For the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us. With groans, we know. He, he, he doesn't do... He, he, he helps us because we do not know but once we, we've surrendered, once we've surrendered, he does it for us. There are many things in your life that if you let the Spirit of God, if you, if you let the Spirit of God help you, he would have done it for you free of charge. He would have done it for you without any cost to you. with groanings which cannot be uttered. He does it for you. He makes intercession. He makes intercession for you. Not pray, makes intercession. The Spirit. So this is where the key is. It's in, it's in surrender. It's in learning to cry to the Spirit. It's learning to cry. Man, cry. You may not cry before man, but please, my dear brother, please, my dear sister, make sure your tears, your tears, your tears are known by the Spirit. Your tears are seen before the Spirit. You may be strong before all man, but be weak. Be as weak as you can before the Holy Ghost. Be, be as weak. Or come, come before them. Say, Lord, I can't, I can't even pray. I can't help me. Help me, Holy Ghost. I can't, I don't know what to do. I, I'm helpless. I don't know. Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me. Help me. Help me, Holy Spirit. 
And I'll tell you one thing. He has never failed. He has never failed. Let me challenge you. Let me challenge you now. Leave, leave all, all the Christian facades. Leave all the religious acts that we do sometimes when we pray. Leave them all. Push them aside. Go to the Spirit with the help that you need and cry. And cry like a man who is in desperate need of help. Cry like one who knows if they don't get help from him, help is coming from nowhere else. And leave all those facades, all those praying in some way. Leave all, just be yourself. Say the Holy Spirit. Help me. Help me. You know, many times in my life, I go into my chambers and I lie on the ground and I start crying. And I start, before even saying a word, I start crying. I start crying. I'll tell you why I'm so anointed by the Spirit of God. It doesn't matter whether you like me or not, whether you choose me or not, but He chose me. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. It's because I have learned to be weak with the Spirit of God. I've learned to be genuine with the Spirit of God. I am 100% me before the Spirit every single time. I don't try to hide anything. I don't try to hide anything or appear to be something and someone I'm not. Because I've realized he is the only one. He is the only one that can help me. Truly help me. The Bible says, trust not in man in whom there is no help. Knowing the princes of man in whom there is no safety. Some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses. But I trust in the Holy Spirit. So I bet my life on it, he'll never fail. Like a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even if he decides not to, it's fine. And I pray that you discover that walk with the Spirit of God in your life that goes beyond the religiosity, that goes beyond the Christian facades, and that's as real as it can get. And I pray that you can find that place and that walk with the Spirit of God in your life because that is the best place, the best thing that could ever happen to you. And I'll tell you the key. He says, for we do not know how. We do not know how. We do not know how to pray. In other words, to be very great at prayer, you must not know how. As soon as you know, you stop being helped. 
as soon as you know, you stop being helped. That's why I hate professionalism in prayer. You'll never, you'll never, you, if I'm praying, I'm, I'm praying as me. Not as someone else. Because I don't try to perform and be professional to God. I try to be myself. Why? Because I don't know. I don't know. That many times I, I, I want to pray, but I don't know what to say. And I just say, Holy Spirit, you know. And I yield myself to him. Yield yourself to him. I know you've given your life to Christ. But have you given your life to the Spirit? That's a question I want to leave you with this evening. Have you given your life to the Spirit? Have you surrendered your life to the Spirit? Have you received the help you need from the Spirit? You don't know how. You don't know how. Hallelujah. I hope this message blessed you. I hope it ministered to you. And I hope you find your walk with the Spirit of God. I'll see you Sunday. God bless you.